Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, everybody to this week's... (laughs) I'm sorry, I'll never do that again. Thanks. All right. I was just giving the speech about... (laughs) Yeah, it's ironic that you would give a speech about not interrupting, and then you interrupted. You know why I did it? Because I love it. I love it. And I think you do a really good job with that, and I want to be a part of it. I'm sorry. You know, I was thinking of editing this out, but now I think I'm going to keep it. I think you need to keep it. I, I, <laughs> I think all of this right now, this is like a group hug, and then we step back and slap each other. It's more like the other way around. It's like, first you slap me, and then you're like, you're doing a tremendous job. So well, be prepared for another slap. Well, that's why you're on top on my Skype. You're on top because you know these things. Hmm. You're on top of Tim. Yeah, I'm just watching your face to see if you're doing it. It's an old hockey player trick. You watch the eyes. Um, welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode... Is this 87? Yeah, 87 for July 5th, 2017. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Trustin Timber, Sean Petty, Scott Turner, Randall Denver, Greg Mead, Jim Rumsey, Josh Luther, Chad Gro- what did I say? Chad? Chad Grossclaws and Shane Bronson. It felt like Mark Spagnuolo there for a second. You know how he he's really bad at reading people's names? Yeah. Um, I, I get you too confused, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's the hairiness. Is it Mark Spagnolo or Mark Pinsky? Or is it Phil Spagnolo? I get that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I believe um, it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what are we working on? Let's uh, let's go around the round table here. Bill uh, Lutz. I believe that's your name. What, uh, what are you working on? <laughs> well, I just put out a video. I actually made a writing table and a desk for my wife. And she is not but anything other than thrilled. So I'm, I'm very proud of myself to get that done. That was a lot of fun. It looked great. What is the difference between a desk and a writing table? She wanted just a just a table to write on because the desk is going to have the computer on. It's going to have the printer and all that, so there's not enough room to really write. So the ones that I no real and the desk has uh, the slots I made for baskets to go in like drawers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, functionally, the they're the same things. Just one is designated as writing, one's a computer desk. Yeah, I mean, I guess if that's what is, yeah, okay. flat surfaces, right? Yeah, flat surfaces. I mean, yeah, yeah. Once I thought like one was had like special on. has like shallow drawers and a desk would have deeper something. Like that. I don't know the answer really to that question, but for us, it was just she she needed the room to be able to put her workbooks down because she's taking college courses for accounting. Right, uh, so hmm. she's got to put her workbooks down and have a place to, to write. And she also needs a place for the computer that's wide enough because the shelf I had it on the computer on before made her sit like way back at arm's length. To mm-hmm. be able to uh, get to the keyboard, so yeah. she needed to be able to get underneath the desk, so more ergonomically it was more comfortable. So, so, how deep did you make the desk? They are twenty-four inches, almost. That's a good that's, amount. Yeah, that's about right. The okay. you know you can buy the the drawer slider hardware relatively inexpensively, to where you can have like a little keyboard tray that slides out and slides back in underneath. If that's something that might. I, I've Help. installed probably a thousand of those. Yeah, and, um, around the airport. I don't like. Yeah, you don't like them. No, I don't like them. I'm not a fan either. But uh, I just thought I'd point it out. I should have known that you would have known about them, though. Yeah, he's probably taken off more than we'll ever install. Yeah, I've I've taken off a lot, and then I wonder what the hell I can do with that mechanism because some of the expensive ones actually that they're on sliders that come out. And they're on a pivot that allows yep. them to go up and down. Oh, cool. And then at the end of the pivot, they had another pivot that allows the tray to move a little bit for your, where your mousey and your keyboard sits. So, yeah. You know what? If I, you, always, I end up going, eh. If you get another one of those, if you have another employee at the airport that says, hey, can you throw this thing away for me? Mail it to me <laughs> because what I will do is I'll mount it on the wall of my shop and I'll put my laptop on it. 
when I'm running the CNC and stuff, so I could pull it out and then push it up out of the way while the CNC is oh, running to get the uh, to get the dust. Kind of like that because I've been thinking about making something like a little laptop stand because I said right. I put it on the bench to work and then I go to run the CNC and all the solder starts blowing it. I'm like, oh yeah, I got to move it, you know. Um, so I do maybe do something like that. I could put a little actually even just slide it. Maybe I could even hit print and slide it underneath the like the way it's designed underneath the hmm. desk, you know, so the sawdust yeah. doesn't hit it. Like that. Hmm. Like I'll, that. I'll keep an eye out for you. Thanks, okay. man. Because I love you. I'm I love you too. Person. Oh, and so um, so I did that, and now I'm not filming it, but um, I, I went and did a little bit of work at the salon, and I took their um, outdoor sign, which I think you can see in the tour video. It's gotten weather beaten really bad. It's... Uh, the guy did the wrong color scheme to it, so I've gotten it on the table behind me, and I basically I've cleaned it all off, sanded it down. I'm going to do the right. The logo is perfect, but the colors are wrong, so I'm going to repaint it, shine it up, put some actual um, spar urethane over it. Yeah, so like three it can coats. Stand the sun. Yeah, at least three, if not four or five. Yeah. So I'll be doing that this week, and then uh, next week is uh, start another guitar build. So cool. Excited. Awesome. Mr. Sway, what uh, what are you up to? Um, I I wanted to talk about a couple things. Uh, primarily, well, what I, I've been making. I'm working right now. I'm working on a 16 square coffee table. I'll say that real quick. I just um, made. I just released a video of this kind of steel sculpture thing I made, like my little tribute to America that I was I was I was pretty proud of. And uh, I don't usually speak that way about my stuff. I'm not like one of those like, hey, check me out. I'm awesome kind of guys. But I don't think the, I said I was the, sorry. <laughs> that was funny uh but uh i put that out and i would invite everybody to go to go watch that video on my youtube channel but so this this weekend um hold on, well there's hold on, this hold on. don't 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 gloss over that sincerely your art project um amazing everybody you need to go watch that video it is outstanding outstanding thanks it was, it uh, was candidate weekend so i couldn't watch it yeah, I had a couple Canadians comment on that. They're like, "Oh, this is such a great you gift." You actually weren't for... you weren't really welcome anyway to it. I mean, it's it's a it's not for you. you. It's American Benedict Arnold or your kind. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! Which, let me guess. Which is so um, funny um, if you see it. it <laughs> Ron Burgundy. That's why it's ironic. Yeah, Ron Burgundy. No, that was Phil Pinsky. I just made that up. Yeah, no, that was 100% original. But so, it's a good guess. I mean, it's nine times out of ten, that probably it's Usually, if it's me or Phil, it's Ron Burgundy or Austin Powers, perhaps. But <laughs> so, I mean, 60% uh, of the time. So. Yeah, every time, 100% of the time. But they're not the same actor, right? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> Mike Myers and Will Ferrell? No. One of them is Canadian. That's right. Yeah. And one of them married a Swede. That's also right. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, so there, I, I had, um, Nick, I'm going to, I'm going to pronounce his last, you know how to pronounce his last name. Nick Weingrad, Weingrad. Well, who are you we, looking at? Wiegand? Right I'm like, yeah. Say it again. Wiegand. Okay. Wiegand. I'm sorry. I, I'm like, I, I screw up Nick's name every time, but he, he came through Connecticut. Uh, so he actually popped into my shop. The other day, oh. and, I, and I got to hang out with him for a little bit, and we were talking because he's like a CNC guy. His, his channel is Run CNC. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. On, on YouTube, we met so him he's in Boston. yeah, yeah, yeah. You met him. Um, super nice guy. I got to hang and, out with him in Atlanta. He's the guy yep. who gave me the, the really super cool cigar boxes. Cigar boxes you're making guitars out of. Yeah, he's right, a right, right. well, one, I wonderful. Yeah, that's the next one. Yes, the next one. So we yeah. love Nick. Yeah, so Nick yeah. was at the shop, and we got to hang out a little bit. And um, you know, I'd hung out with him in Atlanta and in Boston, Atlanta last year, and then. Um, so we were talking CNC because I'm kind of into that nowadays and stuff. And we're talking about different things. Like some of the, one of the big problems you come into with this type of stuff is um, clamping. And uh, he mentioned that he saw this video where someone was using plastic nails. And I was like, plastic nails? Like, what the heck? And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, because that way if the blade hits the nail, it doesn't matter, right? Um, so you can nail your stuff down to your wasteboard. And I was like, no way. So I wrote a note down while he's talking to me. And, you know, and, and I went, I looked up the company. And, uh, and I wrote to them. I was like, hey, I just heard about you guys. Like, you know, I, I got this project coming up where I, I would, you know, maybe you could send me some nails. I could demo them in, in my project. I would like to try this out and see if it works for me. They wrote back to me right away and saw where I was in Connecticut. And the guy was like, hey, I'm at the boat show in Mystic, Connecticut this weekend. Come on down. I'll give you a stack of nails. 
was like, all right, let me see. You know, I'm like, no maybe. Way. Yeah, so I'm like, maybe it's like an hour, ten minute drive. Like, I I wasn't sure what the plans were for the weekend. I'm like, ah, you know, well, maybe maybe we'll go there this weekend. So then, about two hours later, my buddy Levi, who is the one that gave me all the boat wood from the Ernestina, and as soon as I said boat show, I was thinking, I was like, I wonder if Levi's going to that. I'm like, it's a it's a wooden boat show. Is this is, is oh, specifically okay. what it is? Wooden boat show at this um, Mystic Seaport is like a, a it's like a 17th, 18th century, like early American, like kind of type of uh you know like Sturbridge village type thing you go but so there's an old seaport and there's like the the mayflower 2 is actually there right now getting restored the one that they built the the recreation of it and there's an old fishing vessels and stuff you can go on and so it's like an old timey you know like revolutionary war era place you know you can walk into the cooper smiths and the printing shop and the blacksmiths you know um so yeah i was like i bet levi will be there whatever so sure enough a couple hours later he texts me he's like hey i'm gonna be a mystic you know you should come down um and i was like all right well now i have to you know so i talked to my wife we make plans all right you know make it happen we had a um, whole bunch of people with us um and we there's like six of us with the kids and stuff and we go down um and go to this thing and then jimmy duresta is also there so huh. <laughs> so uh and, and levi was saying like oh yeah jimmy's gonna come on sunday and we went on saturday but then he ended up switching his place so he was there on saturday too and so i got to hang out with jimmy and levi and um and my family and stuff at this place I got to meet the the plastic nail guy I got a stack of plastic nails <laughs> it was uh it was a incredible weekend and uh it was so really a neat Jim, ex- learning Jimmy, experience Jimmy uh he posted something about getting to hang out with the um uh, shipwright guy from a shipwright that oh yeah and show. that was that was the name I wrote down too that it, so I wouldn't forget to say it I got to meet Lou from for tips from a shipwright and talk You're to welcome. that guy for like five or ten minutes and that was he was so cool um. Super nice guy. He has like he's just he doesn't like he has no idea what like I don't think even even knows what YouTube is. Like <laughs> just, I was you know he's like ah you know I was just telling him I was like yeah you know I really appreciate what you do I I love that you're recording and archiving this knowledge is very helpful because he has a film crew that comes in or like a partner he called him that comes in oh. and does all the filming and um and uh, you know I, I was like saying like oh yeah I was like I got a YouTube channel too but I, I doubt you've ever seen it. He goes, I probably not. I don't really know how to work that. <laughs> it's like openly, you know, he's just like, I don't really watch YouTube, you know. Too funny. And uh, I was like, oh, I get it, you know. Um, a super nice guy. I got to talk to him. And and, uh, and the boat that he made, that 37-part vi- video series, was actually there, that boat. So I got to go walk around, look and touch touch the boat and check it out and look at it. Like the, he had it in that video series, he had gone out into the woods to find the perfect notch in a tree that had, you know, to uh, like a crotch to create the the bow of it is that the bow in the front? I don't even know the words. Yep. Um, instead of having two pieces of wood joined or having the, the grain go the wrong direction. So it's weak. If you have a crotch that's in the shape of, of the point, you can cut it out and fit. And so, you know, there's like, I'm looking at that and I'm looking at it all with Levi, who was a, a, like a basically professionally trained, you know, wooden ship builder and restorer. And, you know, and he was like, looking, he's like, Oh, that's really cool. Shipwright. And isn't that shipwright. He's a shipwright, you know? And, and, uh, you know, and it was, so it was really interesting to get again. to, Thank you to to get him to, uh, you know, kind of like walk it through with me and we were looking at stuff and to see what he thought was interesting. And, you know, yeah, it was a really neat experience. And I never really thought too much about boats, but there isn't in, in the woodworking world. There's like there's I always kind of considered like boats and guitars or like woodworker porn, you know, like those are the things that everybody wants to make and um, aspire to. And, and then I have my own approach to making a woodworking, which is this you know, reclaimed and pushing the limits of materials and stuff. And so I've done that a ton with guitars. And now I'm just after that day, I'm like, Hmm, maybe I should build a boat. <laughs> so it might be a while, but I guess that's, you probably have that's... to get some more wood than a guitar. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. That was in enough. the shape of a guitar. Well, what am I up to? You haven't asked. Um, let's see. Oh, here. hey, Phil, what's on your bench, buddy? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Terrific. So have this you ever weekend, built a boat, Phil. Have I ever built a boat? I mean, does a Lego boat count? Because that I did. My son got it the does. Lego bat actually, boat. That's a boat. Oh, cool. So I got that. Yeah. The answer would be yes. Yes, I am a Lego shipwright. I think I did it <laughs> wrong, though. I'm not sure. Um, so this weekend I didn't really get to do much uh, like making. I did more DIY stuff. So we were redoing my daughter's room. Like we moved her from the nursery to another bedroom. And so we had to completely redo that. So I did the closet. Someone did the carpeting. I did the light fixtures. Uh, we had somebody paint it. But then I replaced the vents in the room, like just the return, the registers. So 
I was like, this thing had been, I don't know why people do this, but instead of taking it off and then painting, they just paint over the registers. So mm. after you've painted it like so many times, it just looks disgusting. I was like, okay, we're giving her this new room. I want to get her a new register. So without really thinking, like, can I get a replacement of this exact size? I just sort of cut the silicone away and undid the screws and pulled this thing off. And it took a good amount of paint and, uh, you know, and, and Jiprock with it. So, so I was like, oh, all right, I guess I'll just fix that. Let me go to Home Depot and see if they've got, uh, you know, this size. So I bring it with me. Turns out it was from like another era. They don't have that <laughs> size anymore. It's now like a standard size, 14 by 6. This was like 16 by 5 and a half or whatever. How old so, is it? Long story. Uh, 1982. Oh. Okay, yeah, it's old enough for things to have changed, yeah. Yeah, well, definitely. So so I go and I can only get this 14 by 6. It's and as old you as go- my wife. Tremendous fact. Um, and uh, so... So I go to put it in, and there's like two inches of gap now between between where the register ends and where the molding begins, because mm-hmm. we had the, the molding that. So I was like, okay, great. So I actually went to three or four different hardware stores looking for this register, thinking that, oh, maybe Home Depot just doesn't carry a, a good enough selection. Turns out they had the best selection. But anyway, so I had to rebuild the molding. I bought another strip of molding, cut just that little piece, blended it in, did a whole bunch of spackling and then hmm. paint and anyway, something that should have taken like two seconds if I just had the right size, you know, register took like three days on and off of work to get this thing to look proper. You know, that's how I feel about working on houses in general. I feel like every time I do something yeah. at the house, it turns into something else, which yeah. turns into something else, which, you know, doesn't it make you want to live like right across the street from Home Depot? I do. I don't live right. that far. I got to tell you, <laughs> I'm, I don't I'm, I'm less far. than a mile. But let now, me tell oh, you, I've got two in either direction I can go to. But I mean, literally, I work. The airport is right next to Home Depot. In fact, they lease the land from the airport, right? So that part of it's cool. But if you lived right across the street, which there are houses on the other side, you would that would be like the most convenient thing in the world. Yes, but I'm already there too often, according to my wife. So uh, yeah, I can't... I'm there every day. <laughs> yeah, um, every weekend. And we don't just have like Home Depot. We have like where I live in Quebec, we have a, a competitor called Renault Depot. Uh, we have uh, Canadian Tire. Uh, there's some local guys named Probex, which are all like 10 minutes away from me. Uh, shout out to Probex, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so there's no shortage of these places for me. But uh, the lesson that I took away from it was, it's fine. Just... Just leave it. It's fine. My wife goes, should we replace the vents? No, nah, it's fine. It's all fine. That's that's my philosophy and approach to any work around the house, as my, as my wife will attest, because she yeah. gets annoyed because there's things that she wants done. And I'm just like, I know if I do that, there's going to be like a hundred other things. It's going to turn into, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to move. We're going to have to put a whole, you're going to have to get a roof, you're going to need a backhoe. It's just like, it always, like, <laughs> It'll, it'll Can work. you fix it's that just... light fixture? But then I got to rent the backhoe and the post yeah. hole digger. We, I just yeah. can't do it. Yeah, I just got to pull yeah. three permits. <sighs> yeah. You know what kind of headache See, that is, Gwen? Come on. <laughs> maybe because I'm a renter, but I look forward. I look forward to the chores around the house. These aren't chores. What these are are what I like to call affectionately sinkholes. Yes. You're just, <laughs> you know, you're trying to pack something up and it's just it just falls out from under you and, you know, it turns out you're three feet below the ground and you're like, oh, if I just shut my face and didn't recommend that we did that, I, I'd be playing video games right now. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the difference is I don't play video games. Well, you know, you know, I could be in the garage. I could be making. I could do whatever I want. Instead, I'm like waiting for my daughter to get up from her nap so I can go in there and spackle for the third time today. <laughs> Yay! And then, like, yeah. you know, make sure you sand with 220, not 120, because then you'll see the swirl marks. You know what I mean? We're bad husbands. <laughs> so, disagree. I am a tremendous husband. I'm a lousy maintenance man, though. <laughs> That's part of the job, buddy, is part of the job. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's multidisciplinary, as I've discovered. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I really, it, was a, it was a really good learning opportunity. I never really worked with, like, molding and because there was no backer for this new register so i basically because it's just empty space so i had to i had to extend the wall by screwing in a bit of two by four and then on top of that 
a little bit of plywood and then spackle over that to have something to screw into for the register. So it was a lot of creative problem solving. And as, as you well know, I, I enjoy the problem solving. So spackle that is was an good amazing there. thing. <laughs> spackle yeah, and caulk. I like the stuff that's, that's pink and then turns white when you're ready to go. Do you have that? Yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I haven't bought it yet because it costs an extra 38 cents. So I'm not going to spend <laughs> It's worth it because then you know. You just yeah. know. Otherwise, you don't know. But even the the regular stuff, you get, it, it gets lighter. You know, it's just like lighter. I mean, what's lighter? This is turns white. You know what? That, it, it's you know. life and death if you're out picking berries for your family in the dark ages. That's what lighter is. Yeah, I guess. That's true. <laughs> that is true. All right. Let's, um, um, let's reel it in. <laughs> This is this was the segments. This was what, what you're working on, or whatever. No, because no, it was about to go down the road I, of I, berry picking. I, I, <laughs> I would right. like to point out that I am not the cause of this derailing. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for pointing that out. out. Yeah, yeah. The, no. it takes me 87 times to let you guys do it on your own. You know what? I appreciate the learning opportunity. Thank you, yes, Bill. We learned from the best. You learned well. Yes, Hopper. So. Uh, so what would you do? That's the topic of this week's episode where we, where we go around and we ask each other a theoretical and a practical question. I just want to do but, yeah. pop yeah. quiz hot shot. <laughs> Come on. What movie is that from, Bill? Ron Burgundy. False. <laughs> good, good guess. Good guess. Yeah. It's from, it's from Speed One. Yes. <laughs> the one with the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis Hopper. Tremendous. Yeah. I love. I saw the movie. I love the movie. I liked Speed Two, the one with the boat. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Yeah. How are you going to beat a bus? I mean, yeah. So, um, what would you do? So we're going to go around the table and we are going to ask each other. Do you want to do it like where we ask each other one successively after the other? Or I think you need to go first, and then I'll yeah, figure out the what we're talking about. Establish. Uh, let's see here. A question that I want to ask you guys that I'm super prepared for. You're asking for. both of us, right? The same yeah. question? I'm asking you both of you the same question. Okay. And I'm asking you. Okay, and Bill goes first and I give the right answer. Let's, yeah. So, uh, okay, fine. So here's, do, let's do a practical, let's do a practical answer. What is your That's favorite, it. what is your uh, most preferred method for breaking down sheet goods and why? Bill, you go first. Um, having Home Depot do it because I don't have a truck anymore. Good answer. Good answer, I, but man, what a wait. For... Well, no, I, I mean, I didn't have to wait that long at all. It was kind of – it was a little different because it's the first time I had to do it. I bought two two full sheets of plywood and I had to figure out, okay, how, how am I going to cut this at the store to get it in the back of the Kia? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm thinking I had to figure out ahead of time how big is the desk going to be. So they are approximately two feet wide or deep by four feet long because I had them cut each sheet into four even pieces, two feet, Mm -hmm. two, four, six, eight. So that's my serious answer. I would have where I bought it, cut it big enough to where I can get it in the back of my Kia Soul. And what did you do before when you did have the RAM? It depends. It depends upon um, what space I have. Like... um, Grabbing a, um, you know, the the typical redwood t- picnic table with the benches, a rickety one was left here at my house where I'm at now. So I used to use those benches before they fell apart in the driveway. I'd set the plywood on that, use a skill saw, and just rip it close enough. <clears throat> I always rip it close enough just to get it to the table saw. I never try and make a real super straight cut with a skill saw if I don't have to. Okay. But like st- straight edge, or you just freehand it? Uh, sometimes both. If it's, if, if it's critical, if I don't have enough room to like, if, if, if I know that I've got enough room, I will freehand it. Uh, if I have to cut a piece of plywood into, and I don't have enough room for mistakes and yeah, I put a two by four down something, use a straight edge and cut it as good as I can, then get it to the table saw and maybe just square it up a little bit if I have to, or, I mean, I can cut pretty straight, but so I cannot. I, for some, some reason, I get amazingly uh, curved cuts with a circular saw. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. There. You realize <laughs> that you have to push it forward. You're not swinging it like a baseball bat. Or a Where were stick. you the other day? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I guess I'm a good candidate for a track saw. What about you, Tim? Well, I just want to say that I, I've 
before I had my truck, I bought a sheet of plywood and I needed to get it cut. And I had a station wagon uh, or, or an SUV or something. I don't know what it was. And so I went to the guy. I waited 20 minutes for him to get done doing whatever the heck he was doing for 20 minutes to use the, the big panel saw to, you know, to cut it. And I, so I told him to where to cut it. I said, I need to cut it like 24 inches, you know. And so he's like, all right. And he goes, and he's, step back, son. You don't know what you're doing, you know, and kind of cuts this thing. And he hands it to me. And I get home and I measure it. And it's 23 and a half inches. And I was livid. I was livid because I wanted it at 24 inches, not 23 and a half inches for what I was working on. And so I learned a lesson that day. (laughs) One, the lesson was if I ever have those guys cut something again to give them an inch and and have the waste. But the other lesson I learned was how to tie a four by eight to the roof of my car. (laughs) Well, I actually have, I have roof racks on the Kia and I, I just prefer not to do that. It's a pain Um, in the neck. It's heavy. It's awkward. also, if you're ever nervous about when they cut it, bring a tape measure. If, 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 I just use a tape measure at the you, store. They sell them yeah. there. I mean, yeah, just no, say, hey, yeah, I grab them. I've done that. Three and a half inch. Yeah. But that was, I didn't realize I had to. The guy, he had the orange vest, the thing on. I thought he knew what he was doing. You know? <laughs> oh, well, then he must have graduated <laughs> from yeah. Panel Saw University. Yeah, he's, he's making well, see, minimum wage. He's a, <laughs> he's a professional. The, the, when, I, when I got mine cut, honestly, these guys were busy. They were unloading a truck, so they're using the forklifts and everything. It's the back of the store exactly where the panel saw is at. And I swear to God, I flirt with everybody, and I get what I want. So I'm just like, oh, you guys, do you guys need a hand? I swear to God, let me help. You look like you're busting ass. No, 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 no. I said, oh, hey, do you think you might have a minute to cut this? I said, I have a kid's soul. I can look at this, you know, and I'm, I'm messing with these guys. One was like, yeah, yeah, let me do that for you real quick. So we actually cut both of them together at the same time. And he was just real friendly about it. And I'm just joking with him and say, hey, man, what time you guys get off work? Oh, you look like you're ready to go home. I'm telling you, flirting with everybody will get you places. Just it is saying. a good lesson. It is a good, you know, yes. the flies with honey. And, uh, I try to do that as, you know, I, I just try not to bring negativity with me anywhere, you know, but, but first uh, thing I ask to... anytime I'm checking out at a check register, anything before they can ask me and say, how's your day? You look like you're doing really well. And, the, mm. and then and all of a sudden the, 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 the look on their face, everything just, they relax. Cause you know, I guarantee you they've just dealt with some of the most ignorant people on the planet. And I don't, it was me swearing at him about a half inch. <laughs> exactly. That's and then I followed that up with yelling at them about 12 millimeters. So Yeah. How come this isn't in the I metric system? That. <laughs> uh. Imperial is stupid. Bah humbug. <laughs> so, uh, so seriously, but, which is better, Imperial or metric? I think it depends on the, on the use case. If you're yeah. a machinist... I think I'd rather be using metric. If you're a woodworker, I'd rather be using imperial. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a, a good question. That could actually be one of the questions, you know. <laughs> oh, I thought it was my turn. Uh, oh, well, I didn't. Are you being I didn't serious? answer. I didn't I ask myself. Just, I wanted to that answer no. Phil real quick though, because I actually have a real answer, and the answer is uh, oh, off I the tailgate your of my. Was being a jerk. No, <laughs> that was my old answer. My new answer is off the tailgate of my truck. I, I, I got to haul the four by eight and I got to put it in my truck. If I'm taking it out of my truck, it's the size I want it when it comes out of my truck or at least closer to the size I want it. So one, one, I think I'm making a project video out of it is to make a sawhorse. That's exactly the height of my tailgate, exactly where I park my truck at work, you know, at my shop. But, uh, well, I just use a stand. I always have to shove a piece of wood or something there to make it level. But I, I just slide it right. I hope my tailgate slide it out. I cut it where I want it. I bring it into the table saw. So now, I, I know you guys have both seen um, guys that have the truck bed drawers. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. It's like a, it's a shallow, almost like a desk drawer, shallow drawer. Mm-hmm. I had the idea. I've never seen one, and I don't have a truck now, but I'm going to give it to you, Tim, and I want you to make this. So you make a, a drawer like that that pulls out, and then table legs flip down, so you have a large bench that you mm. can do cuts with. You see what I'm but, saying? Kind of like a fold-down table in your shop. You know, the legs fall out once you start lowering it. Same Didn't thing, um, pull it out of the truck? Doesn't Justin Sparks have something like that? He has like a big steel yeah. tray that he pulled out of a truck. I remember him doing something about that like a year ago. Yeah, this I mean, it was like a tool tray. Amazing. A, it's a tool tray, but I'm talking about hmm. making your because you were talking yeah. about like you know cutting the sheet goods using your truck as a as a workbench. But if you can, because I've seen a lot of guys make the just wooden drawers basically for storage. Yeah. Mm. Make it so where when you pull it out, it's basically an open frame top with legs on one end, so you can use your saw. On the, you know what I mean? Without. Yeah. Have a have a and have a channel cut into it. That's where you cut like a cutting channel or something. You know. 
Well, if you yeah. use two by fours, you don't have to worry about it. So why don't you cut into them? Two by four slices. Sacrificial. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Anyway. Interesting. Okay, Phil. So Phil, how would you do it? How would you take care of this problem? So for me, currently, I do what you do, except I pay for it. So at Home Depot, they'll give you four cuts for free, but they don't carry the sheet goods that I need. I need uh, Baltic birch, which is uh, comes in five by five foot sheets. So I definitely need they, a cut. They have that at Home Depot. They have the five by fives. No, they don't. They only have it at this store called Reno Depot. Oh, okay. So I have okay, to go right. over there. I was gonna say, and I they don't call it Baltic birch; they call it Russian birch. So, and I got into an argument with the guy one time about the difference between the two. It's like, so how much are you paying for that five by five sheet? Uh, normally, forty-two dollars Canadian, but it was on sale last time, so I got two of them. And they so forgot how to much charge at me for Home them. Depot is a four by eight sheet of Baltic birch? Well, they don't have. Well, Baltic birch doesn't come in four by eight sheets. No, no, no. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Oh, maybe not of yours. Birch, birch plywood comes in four by eight, but the stuff that comes actually from Russia or the Baltic, like Latvia, whatever, that only comes in five by five and in different thicknesses. Why has it got to be that special stuff? Because I like it. It's the best. It works like it's it's for a kid's step stool, so I can't have any voids because I just paint the edges and it just it's like perfect every time. It is quality. Yeah. It's it's just the best. I, I'd rather well, pay I mean, for it. I, not go, have any I go to the lumber yard to get plywood sometimes if I need quality, and I I swear it was Baltic birch. When I built the uh, shelf for Casey's mom, I I thought it was Baltic birch, and it was in four by eight sheets for, at, at my lumber yard. All right, let's get let's get the listeners to throw throw in on this one. Someone, but yeah, everything someone. I've read, Baltic birch only comes in five by five sheets and the different thicknesses. Anything that you get that's four by eight is either just birch plywood. But doesn't have the same amount of like thin layers in it. It'll have thicker, fewer plies. Um, or well, this stuff I paid a hundred bucks for, like a hundred and two dollars a sheet. And yeah, it was Baltic birch. It was like nine layers. It was it was not cheap plywood. But maybe it's not Baltic birch. Yeah, no, I, I think it's just Russian birch. Russian I'm gonna have birch. to call them up and ask them. If you do that. Are, uh, trying oh, to we're gonna get a bunch of emails. Don't worry. Yeah, I I encourage that. <laughs> Um, so, but what I want to do is I'd like, so they charge me like an extra $6 or whatever to do these cuts, because basically what I do is I get three cuts and I get four strips and it just fits in, in my Toyota. But, um, but I'd like to be able to start cutting that stuff down in the parking lot with like a track saw or something. So that I would love to be able to do that with like a track saw and like a cordless track saw or something. That would be awesome. So you have no room at all on these boards. Do they have to be cut exact? Uh, no, I have room. If you have room, you don't need a track saw. Because then it's not they're, square they're on the other side five, to reference. If they're five by five, you bring um, Harbor you Freight. You cut it in half? Them. Well, you can cut it in half. But Harbor Freight yeah, has this yeah. little, it's just basically, it's a clamp. It's, a, it's an edge guide. It's like instead of I a two a by four, it's an actual clamp. Get one of those. They're like 12 bucks. Oh, I just, I just use a straight edge. And two, and a clamp. I have a straight edge. Yeah. I have a straight edge. But, yeah. Five foot straight, easy enough to get a piece of steel, five feet long. But so yeah, that's, uh, so I currently do exactly what you do. All to say, oh. yeah, I, I, and you, well, that's and you great, could, Dan. You're, you're you could doing grab the right two thing. of those two of those carts at <laughs> Renault Depot. Uh, yeah. to just grab two of the orange carts or whatever color they use. <laughs> they're green. And, and they're green. You know, and yeah, and just the, there's your there's your cutting where you just push those carts out. You cut it right in the parking yeah. lot, throwing your yeah. That was my plan. Yeah, it's really more of a teal. Ew. <laughs> I don't trust a teal hardware store. It's it's magnifique. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So, who's Sacre next? Bleu. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Bill had already started. Yeah, what was my question? <sighs> I forget. I believe, Tim, it is your turn then. Okay. No, no, no. Um, was, what do you prefer, the Imperial, or what do you think is better, the Imperial or the metric system? Let's oh. say it's going to go universal. Let's, I mean, let's just assume, because I don't know anything about metric at all, other than I know it's in much easier increments. Well, it's right? base 10 versus base 16, right? So what that means is that everything gets ups and down, so made larger or made smaller in increments of 10. So for every centimeter... There's 10 millimeters for every, you know, 100, well, there's a deca. For millimeters, there's a micrometer. Yeah, but if you're going to micrometers, my man, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Well, but here's <laughs> the thing. 
millimeters are larger than sixty fourths or or um I want thousands thousands of an inch. Right, if yeah. you to bring it to the decimal, a millimeter is mm-hmm. bigger than a thousandth. Like, and so yeah, but then you do go to fractions. You go to decimals of a of a uh, of a millimeter. Yeah, when you're into like the CNC world and stuff. I mean, I guess that that makes sense because it's all. John Hines had a video where he talked about this, and he had a very strong mm-hmm. argument for why the imperial system might be better. Um, like because of the way you when you break it down into these smaller numbers, where you can still think in fractions instead of decimals and stuff. Um, I, I guess, listen, I, I grew up with, uh, with, uh, metric. metric and only got into inches like at home, you know, like my dad would talk in inches and, you know, height was always still spoken about in, in feet and inches. So like I, I just work with both, but when I'm in the shop, I'm using inches and fractions and all that stuff until something gets to a point where I've got to add or subtract and the fractions get too much. And I'm like seven sixty fourths plus, uh, you know, 32 and uh, 3 sixteenths, mm. and I'm like, okay, by switching over to metric. Oh, yep. 263 plus uh, 122. You know, that's yeah. just easy math. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've thought about switching to metric. Like, every time, like, I start a new CNC file, for instance, like, you know what, maybe I should do this in metric. Like, maybe it'll make – and I just – I have a hard time with it. Like, I have a hard time. It's if, if something comes at me that's metric, I'm like, okay, I can deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's a 10 millimeter, you know, and I know that like a 12 millimeter is about the same as a half inch and, you know, and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, it does get 13 actually, but yeah, I'm just counting. is it, is that's the one you grab when you don't have the half it's inch? Almost 13. 13. Yeah. Yeah. The 12 is the one you bang off the hammer to get that. Right. <laughs> yes. The 13 is the, because... the one that strips it. <laughs> right. Exactly. I think in inches. So when I have to work in millimeters, I have to measure. But like I can look at something. Oh, that's six inches. That's a foot. That's eighteen inches. Mm. But I, it would be, I'd be hard pressed to tell you how so, oh, big that's something a meter. is. Instead, yeah. yeah, I well, because that's three feet. So that's that's a meter that's and a yard is almost the same. Yeah. So I could do that. But like if you yeah. said, oh, that's a forty centimeters, I'd have to think real hard to figure out that that was I like have no clue. I would have no clue. It's like I do sixteen know that inches. A meter and a yard are close, but that's it. But you 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 nailed the uh, the socket wrench though. I, well, again, only because the only time when I come across a metric bolt, bolt in head, your work, yeah, basically it's a bolt head. I know which wrench will fit it. Yeah, you know? for the for the planes that that are coming in from Renault Depot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't work on planes. Just we'll make that clear. In fact, I don't like aviation. I need to make that clear. People think because I work for an airport, I'm all into planes. I'm like, no, I'm a maintenance man, and it just happens to be at an airport that I do the maintenance for. So right. Okay, so I don't think we've established which one is better. Uh, I I, well, I don't think we would can. go down the road. That, no, I well, think it's I just, based I, on the. I'm u- curious, on the like usage. your opinion. If you got to make that choice, what you're going to convert the entire you had to lose world? One. Yeah, you had to lose one. Which would it be for you? Phil? Well, let's let's put it this way. There's only two countries in the world that still use metric. Okay, there's the United States. You mean Imperial? And there's Liberia. Yeah. Wait, what did you say? You said, you said there's metric. only two countries that still use metric. Oh, sorry. There's only yeah. two countries in the world that still use standard. United States and Liberia, and uh, so I think that speaks volumes. So yeah. if you would, if you had to get rid of one, it would be Imperial. Yeah. However, whenever I watch a YouTube video by a creator who's in Europe or in Australia or whatever, and they talk in millimeters and and uh, centimeters, I'm totally lost. It's like, nah, good day, mates. Now we're gonna cut something that's 122 mil, and I'm like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Would, that's huge. Would, or is it small? You would, you would have to. Very small. It's like, you would have to learn. So Four I mean, it's not like you have to learn. You'd have to learn, but I'd have to get used to it. Just it's now, you know, just funny. And also, I want to do a horrible Australian accent there for a second. It's pretty horrible. Okay. Well, you accomplished both things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mate. <laughs> Check, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 I were, if I were to make this decision for the world, I would say, world, convert to metric. If I were to make this decision in my shop, I say get all that metric stuff out of here. <laughs> you know, like, um, change so, is good for you, other people, not yeah. for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got another fifty, sixty years of this. If I'm lucky, that's some stuff. <laughs> right. But uh, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, metric it makes absolutely so much more sense, so much more sense, and I understand that, and every fiber of my being understands it's the most logical, practical way to do it. But oh god, I get angry when I have to switch to millimeters. Like not angry, but I See, get you know confused and 
Now, for me, it would be easy because I just don't understand the metric system at all. I really don't. I mean, I, I, I don't use it. It's not something so I'm old enough where I say screw metric. Everybody's imperial. Deal with it. Because I think most places deal with more imperial than we have to deal with metric. Yeah. Well, the way it works is the United States does what it wants and the rest of the world has to adapt if they want to do business with it. Basically. That's kind of what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. That's, That's why. Did you know to be to be a pilot? The international language that you have to be able to speak to get a pilot's license, you have to be able to speak English. You know, I'm not hmm. sure that has to do with the U.S. I'm sure no, that goes back to the U.K. Well, where was flight developed? Hmm? I, I think that was uh, developed in Kitty Hawk, but... Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> there were, yeah, there were iterations before, but y- yeah. Why, Phil, you yeah. are right. <laughs> All right, my turn for a, uh, a practical one. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this this is my practical one. You have a you, you you got a dining table. Either you made it or someone else made it, or you know it's an antique or whatever. And uh, and there's a big crack going down the middle of it. How are you going to fix it? What's your new clever way to fix that crack? Uh, besides, tell us more about the crack first. Yeah. What, what do you mean by crack? Like it's from end to end, or it's just in the middle? No, it's not end to end. It's maybe maybe six inches long. It's like from one end into the middle somewhere. You know, kind of goes into a so knot. So it or goes through so. one end. Yeah, we'll we'll give you an open end to it. So instead of having it just like a crack in the middle, so we'll give you an end mm-hmm. that you can that you can address. And you know, you could how you big could, is a crack? Uh, Twelve inches. No, no, no. I mean, how wide is it? Like split open? It's a wide gap, or is it just the crack? Oh my God, you guys are such a pain. <laughs> well, it it changes it's how matters. I would approach it. Uh, I was I was really trying to be more on just the the theoretical side, but so okay, so the crack is exactly you said, okay. I'm going to do a practical one. That's the what crack you said. is seven millimeters wide at the beginning, and it goes down a to a half a millimeter at the ends. And it's, and it's uh, who's it for? Three three hundred and seventy <laughs> millimeters long, and it's for Mike your grandmother. For <laughs> okay, I'm not giving you any first. imperial measurements. Here, here's how I would deal with it. It depends upon how big it is, number one, and who it's for. If it's for a client, I do what they want. Do they want me to fix it? Then That's I may have answer. to, I may have to, um, I may have to cut it in half. I may have to splice the table back together. Um, if it's for a friend who's not paying me, maybe I want to tape that puppy up on the bottom and fill it with glow in the dark resin. Maybe I want to put a bow tie in it. Yeah, I and guess it, I really. It, I guess what I, I, I what I was looking for is like what's your what's your like what's your clever idea, you know? I, I think was well, the, the, if it's not like if it's just a split, let's say it's starting to split, you can fix that by simply pouring glue in it and clamping and it back, squeezing in. it. That yeah. was what I was gonna say. The old yeah, I mean, that's, clampy clamp. Yeah, but if it's a big enough split, if it's like been a long time and and you know it's just too wide, to, that much movement will cause the other half to break if you try and squeeze that in. You know what I'm saying? Then do something clever with it, or you cut it out. You could, I mean, you can save a tabletop by removing it, cutting out a, a quarter inch section where that crack is, and then lining it back up, gluing it back together. There you go. Nobody will ever know the difference. It'll still fit on the skirt of the table, the, uh, the coffee table frame. That's I got another one. Yeah. I got another one. So as, as long as this crack isn't too curvy or whatever, um, and if it was, I would choose a large enough bit on the router, but I would do a perfect squ- a perfect straight line. Let's say maybe Ooh, I want to say half inch deep, with this. and then and then just router a channel, and then chisel off the corners of this round little thingy, and then I would and then I'd put almost like a scarf joint. And then I just put like a little inlay and then blend it in with the rest of the table with some stain or whatever it is. Just even a regular inlay. You could yeah. do that. If you just cut yeah. the channel, you could just yeah. lay something else in there. Right. Or if that's, I had to, I'd, I'd continue too. the line across the table to just make it look like an inlay. You know, take, yeah. take this thing. We call this in the decor business uh, wabi-sabi, which is taking an imperfection and turning it into beauty. Um, hmm. I don't think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, Jesse Weta talked about that and she actually Her, did a video that on one's that. called kintsugi so that one is that specific technique within the realm of well, yeah that involves gold leaf we spoke or about whatever yeah yeah exactly okay. it's like an, yeah. it's it's used uh, you actually molten gold to fill um 
to fill cracks in porcelain. That's kintsugi. But so wabi sabi is is a way. It's the of, whole concept of of uh, beauty in imperfection. Well, that's which where is the, that, the resin that's actually for me or the. Yeah, that, I mean, that's very related to what we do in a lot of ways as as reclaimers too. You know, definitely. Yeah, but they that's celebrate a, the cracks. So basically, something that's been broken and repaired means that it's been around and it was it was valuable or sentimental enough that it warranted that, and therefore it's old and it should be treasured and revered. Man, can we, I've been can doing we, plumbing work in the wrong country if they celebrate cracks. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to say, can we change the episode name? Celebrating the crack. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> all right, so Tim, Phil and I gave a couple different answers. What would, now we probably took all the good ones. What would you do? Well, you, you took the, some really good ones, uh, and I've done variations of all of those, except for I've never done the one, and I really liked it, where you said just like cut the table in half and, and just glue the table back together. Just cut that piece out. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. I've, but you can't I've do implanted... that if it's going the length and the crack is well, going it depends, but yeah, but if that situation would work. But um, but the the one thing I I do different, kind of like I guess along your wabi sabi thing is um when I I've done patches like that where I've I've made the you know repair the crack. I mean that's what butterflies are in a lot of ways, right? I mean that's obviously the other solution. This is butterflies adding, are, adding to, a detail to an imperfection. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it, I like I I've done that where I've just you know when I put the patch in where I've just done it like a butterfly. I've used a completely contrasting material or wood. You know, to just right. make it, hey, yeah, there's something, a feature. something different here. Now it's a feature. And that's, you know, because that is kind of a big part of like reclaiming. So when I, I did one dining table where I had a crack on the end and I just made it, it actually when I ended up getting finished, it didn't stand out as much as I thought it would. But I, I just made this perfect square that just, just boom, right over it. It was like right at the end and grain. It was about a, like a half inch deep. So even in the end grain, there's no breadboards or anything on the table. You could see it. It's just a square of this completely different wood. Just, and then the rest of the table had all these pock marks and stuff. Because it was this like really old, you know, three inch or two and a half inch thick barn beans, and so it kind of makes you like, why is that square there, you know? And like, but none of these other things got fixed. It's just sort of this like question mark on it, you right. know. I thought that was kind of fun. Enigma. The reason it was is because it was on the end, and all the other ones are in the middle, you know. So I wanted to stop it, but uh, yeah. You know, Phil made me think of one more with the uh, the routing out. If you combine that with mine of just cutting it in half and cutting the imperfection out, why not cut out a six-inch strip and put in a different colored wood? Different, different color, just a stripe together. all the way down, yeah. yeah. Yep. And it doesn't have to be straight, too. Like, uh, I had done a, a video once about that where I was I jointed on the bandsaw. I, so I if you can get, that, yeah. if you can get, Or you can do it with the jigsaw. If you put the piece of wood that you're going to put in there and you cut it at the same time, it doesn't have to be a straight line. So you can just if you can cut through both those pieces with the same thing, you can do a, like a river running right through or, the table, or even just add a straight a straight line, but add an angle. I mean, just w- w- whatever yeah. direction that crack yeah. is, just even if it's you know towards just cuts off a corner or down the middle or off to the side, make it. I've seen people make breadboards like that, you know, cutting mm. boards where it's all one color but one stripe going through it or add an mm. angle or something. Yeah. Or even s- suppose that suppose that crack was was curving, you could actually get in there and you could make a template for a router jig to actually run your route along the curve and then you could cut a piece of thin wood and bend it right through there, you know? You could do some glue lamb, yeah. Yeah. Build build up layers and fill it in. Good question, Tim. Yeah, that's that's I I just pulled it out of my hat like 10 seconds before I asked it. How did you pronounce pronounce that hat? Yeah. Hat. That's what I pulled it out of. (laughs) Is that what they call it? Plumber's hat? Yeah. Yes. That's what they call that, yeah. Celebrating the crack. <laughs> Celebrate. That's right. <laughs> All right. We're running. We're running a long time. Do we want to try and go do a, a round of the the more theoretical ones, or um, can we do? Yeah, it you know what? Maybe maybe we'll just do one. And I'm going to ask have a you good guys. One. Oh, go ahead. I but I have a good one. Well, then I certainly want to. You know, I, I want to hear your good one. And it better be damn good for that interruption. It, it's it's good, and it's something <laughs> to think about, and it's a, it's a hypothetical. And uh, I'm actually stealing it from um, Ben and the guys over there at um, – oh, I'm having to bring – Modern right Maker. Now. Modern Makers. They they Maker. asked this question. Yeah. And I loved it. I thought it was an amazing question. And I want to see where you two come from. The question is, if you had the choice to lose your pinky in order to know – I mean, surgically, just get rid of your pinky in order to guarantee that you will never have an injury in the shop. Would you do that? Yeah, I remember listening to this, and the answer is no. Everyone said no. 
My question. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I, I, I would say no. Give me my pinky. I'd rather just be careful. Tim? Yeah, that, I mean, well, yeah, I have to agree with that. If you're going to, like, if you you might get injured or you will get injured, I would go for might any day of the week. Because, you know, Well, the, like, the, the trade-off is that the might could be a much more serious might. injury. Yeah. But it might not. Yeah, or it might be nothing for the rest of your life, so. Right. Uh, you know, you and I'm, I'm, around. I've had a few injuries, like, and, you know, so I, I understand what they mean, you know, but, I, uh. I got all 10 and I've had injuries in my life and I, I've had a lot of, um, bangs and, and scratches and everything. I would take, take my pinky, take it, take it. So I'm guaranteed never to be hurt in the shop. But can, does that mean you can go I, like skydiving absolutely. and not have to worry? I mean, is it like, can you no, go no, we're talking about in the, the shop, shop. And during making, not yeah. like you're going to never cross the street, get hit by a bus. It's in the shop. Never will you be hurt in the shop. Have my pinky. In fact, here, you can take both. But now well, you'll only be able to count up to eight. I can only count up to eight now anyway. <laughs> well, I only have four fingers on each hand. Touche. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that eight millimeters right. or, eight, or eight inches? <laughs> Go ahead, Phil. I want to hear what yours was. <laughs> which, which eight can you count to? <laughs> I guess it's probably more useful eight inches. <laughs> well, I got that measurement down pat, so. Oh, God. Yeah. All right, Phil. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't get it. I can count by twos. Right. Two, four, six, eight. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so then I guess I guess we're done here. Let's uh, let's move. Actually, this is our, our shortest episode in a long time. We're Wait, usually, I, we're usually almost a feature-length film. Yeah. <laughs> I have one more wrench to throw in, though, because we forgot to do it at the beginning, was that um, what our friend Jason Payne, who was the guy that designed my website, mailed oh. us each a box. So we wanted to talk about this really quick. Uh, we had done the Priority Mailbox Challenge a few 20 episodes back or whatever. You can go back and listen if you don't know what we're talking about. Where um, The idea was we had mailed boxes to each other with some random objects to upcycle into something else, and we then we all made made projects and videos at the same time. Jason Payne had a spin on this idea where he mailed a box to all three of us. Phil hasn't gotten his yet because of the moose that works at the postal service up there has had a day off for the um, your Independence Day or whatever that for little Canada Day. Was. Yeah. So so because of the Canada Day, Phil hasn't gotten his mail yet. Um, but Bill and I both got in our boxes. We haven't opened them yet. So we we each got a box from Jason. But the 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 difference spin that Jason put on the contest is, was each of our boxes contain the same exact things. So the idea is that once Phil gets his, we're all going to open up our box and make something and then make videos about it and, and post them. We'll set deadlines and stuff. Um, so it's a spin on this priority box challenge that I thought was really exciting and interesting. We're looking forward to, we want to mention that. Thank you, Jason, for, for spawning this. And uh, I can't wait hey, to open the box. I've should, had it for a few days now. We should have a contest. And if anybody wants to lay down money that we all make the same thing, the odds are like astronomical, but you might win a whole bunch. No, I guess that's gambling. We can't do that. Never mind. Not legally, but you know, call us later. And uh, but the other thing, <laughs> as we did, <laughs> as we did last time when we did the last priority box challenge, uh, we gave away our creations to winners on Patreon of the Patreon supporters of the podcast. So that's what we're going to do again this time. If you're a Patreon supporter of the podcast, uh, we're going to do a little raffle and just like give these things away. And uh, if you're not a Patreon supporter of the podcast, if that's the incentive to get you there, like a, like a public radio tote bag, some piece of junk made out of junk from us, <laughs> now is the time to, to sign on. So that was my Patreon plug and my thanks to Jason about our thing. So hopefully Phil will have his box by next week. The moose will be back. And uh, and we'll be able to Frank's announce coming the, back, yeah. the dates and stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know him. Uh, of course you know him. Well, it's Canada. Of course I know him. He's related, right? There's only 10 people in Canada. I mean, come on. That's right. And three of them are moose. <laughs> <laughs> Would that make them mice? Nope. They're no. still moose. <laughs> it's like sheep Geese? and fish. It doesn't get pluralized or singularized. Uh, swimming with the fishes. You've never heard that? Uh, yes. However, I'm not sure that means the same thing. Oh. So, uh, let's see here. What are we watching 
Um, who's going first this week? Me. So I'm not watching. I'm listening. <laughs> Let me tell you what I'm listening to. I'm mm-hmm. listening to my new favorite podcast called uh, – what is it called again? <laughs> I love this podcast. It's the best. It's so good. <laughs> Seriously. Hold on a second. Don't Don't laugh. I think oh. it's the it's the new one with uh, Brad John Malecki, John Malecki, and, uh, and Brad Rodriguez. Right? It's called Made for it's, Profit. It's, Made for it's Profit. Taking the world by storm. Yeah, it's amazing. I just binged on it, and I was inspired to take my Instagram much more seriously, and I have. I'm now committed to two posts a day. I use the scheduler that they well, they didn't suggest a specific one, but I found one that's terrific, and I'll pass the tip on to everyone else. It's called Hootsuite. And, uh, and it's amazing. And like, I already have all the stuff that they were talking about. I have the ability to use Photoshop. I have the DSLR. I have the tech skills. So I don't know why, like, I wasn't doing it before, but these guys gave me the kick in the butt. I needed to take it seriously and to grow my following. And, and I'm listening to every single podcast and everything they tell me to do, I'm doing. So I'm really looking forward to having 160,000 subscribers like Brad. <laughs> I, I, I've listened to them too, and I don't know that I can utilize uh, the information as well as you can, but it is interesting, and I love that their take is on it. And um, Brad's got a few more followers than John does, um, and and their theory on why Instagram, because Ben is doing this as well. I think he said he's concentrating more on Instagram than he is on YouTube just because of the follow-over or whatever. But anyway, yes, great podcast. Great, yeah. great podcast. They, and the, I, I even understood what the hell they were talking about. So, No, they're, they're really re- – first of all, right out the gate, these guys have great chemistry. The content yeah. they're putting out is fantastic. And, and uh, it just answers the question. Which, this, this, this is what I like about it the most because there's some podcasts out there that are trying to tell you how to make a living and make money. These guys are straight up saying this is how you are going to make money. Yeah. By doing this and doing that. So I kind of like that they're not, you know, dancing around the subject. It's really, no. really good, good information. And I like that they come at it from two different perspectives. One's a content creator and then the other one is a is a product manufacturer, right? So, right. you know, uh, John's making custom product, super high-end stuff, and Brad is singularly focused on the content. So it's good to get both because I'm kind of a hybrid of what they do. So it's great to get both sides of it. But, uh, so you're like the Prius of the three. Yep. Exactly. Yep. That's the way I think of myself. I'm like, Phil, get out of bed, you miserable bastard. You are a Prius. That's what I think. Carpe diem. That's right. You oh, I get a car, pay diem. Yeah. That's right. Seize the Toyota. Um, <laughs> Tim, what about you? What are you watching? Uh, I wanted to mention... Our friend over at Average Joe's Joinery. Did you see he? Hi, Joe. He, yeah, Joe. Yeah, he came up with a very uh, clever idea for sawhorses, and I was actually thinking about it too when I was talking about my my pickup truck and how I cut stuff off the bed of my truck. And um, but so he's designed this sawhorse that it has like wings that basically flip open very simply, and it's still a prototype, and he's still got some work to do, and he knows that. But the idea is solid and sound, and I, I wish him all the luck on developing this, and I, I recommend everybody else go check it out um, because uh, it, it's great. I, I just love simple solutions to things, you know? Yeah, like, that's, it's that's just gonna, beautiful. That's going to be a real thing. It's, yeah. That's not a screwing around. I that's thought it was clever, real, yeah. yeah. Yeah, real thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I have thought about things like that's something we all deal with about how to cut on a sawhorse and make it. And I, I was just like, oh, that's that's great. Like, yeah, that's better than every every dumb thing I've ever done. You know, <laughs> stacking pieces of wood up and this and the other thing. It's just so simple and so elegant. So check that out. I've just shown you the link is in our description and uh, on our page. And uh, See, you, that, sir, that was going to be one of my. If we had the time, my other question was, what do you do if you only have one sawhorse and there's nothing else around you and you have to cut a piece of wood? Never mind. I'll go. My turn. Use it lengthwise. Go ahead. Think okay. about that for a second. I'm gonna flip it on the side. Uh, what are you? What are you watching? I turn it upside down. It, but it doesn't stand upside down. Flip it on the side. I turn you upside down. What? Uh, what are you watching? No. If you turn it upside down, you got four points. You got four points, but the but the part that's on the ground is just rocking back and forth. While you're holding the piece on top, flip of it, it on the side. You don't have to worry about it. You just get down your knees and. But if you put it on the side, it's going to be at an angle. It's just going to fall off. Not my sawhorse. My sawhorse would be flat. Well, you have square sawhorses? 
Yeah, don't you? <laughs> Get me off this planet. What are you watching? <laughs> all right, all right, real quick. I want to I want to say thank you to just uh uh, a couple of people, just listeners that have emailed us, uh, Matt Friedrichs uh, turned us on to this link that it's the, the name of the channel is Pure Living for Life. The guys talk about making a $300 cabin out of just reclaiming materials. But what I liked about it more is he was talking about him and his wife made a decision to live kind of rurally, but part of that decision was who are their neighbors and can they get to know each other? So now when Farmer Brown needs... Uh, some trees removed from his fence line. He calls him, and, and this guy goes and takes those materials, and he can use them anyway. It was, it was thank you, Matt, for the uh, for the suggestion. It was uh, pure living for life. Uh, David Boardman, we were just talking about him. He gave us another idea for a topic um, when making sucks. What do you do about it? Yeah, or a little more elaborate. We just want to say thank you, David. Thank you guys for for reaching out and giving us uh, topic ideas and suggestions. And then I just wanted to say. Um, uh, Izzy and Jimmy together. If you didn't see it, go see it. They both did it. You got to see it. Oh my God. Two of my favorite people on the planet. Anyway, what am I going to recommend? What is going to be the link in the show notes? This is from our friend Javier Anzuela. Um, okay. That's probably not his name, but Javi's Woodshop is the name of his YouTube channel. But what he's done, and I didn't know this, I just found this out today. What he's done is he has taken, he's made a website. It's called craftsmans with an S connection.com. And when you go there, there's a place where you can click on YouTube and find everybody in the community that has a YouTube channel. There's another icon for podcasts. You can find everybody in the community that has a podcast. Hmm. You can click on the Twitter. You can click on all that information in one spot. He's put it together. Um, anybody can belong to it. There's a there's a, a a group on Facebook and I believe it's called, um, it's just it's like a woodworkers hangout or something. Uh, it's yeah. kind of a closed group, but anybody can get in there, um, and they listen. I mean, this it's an amazing amazing idea, and he's doing it for nothing. And also check out Hobby's channel too. Uh, Hobby's workshop. He's got he's a retired guy, sold his sign business. He's got all the tools. He's got three rooms to make a shop, but he's unfortunately got every one of those spaces filled up with stuff. And so his journey right now, he's just started it is to get everything out of his three different rooms that he can create a wood shop, Javi's wood shop. But the, 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 the biggest thing I want to say, Javier, thank you so much. I didn't know this existed. I put my channel in there. You guys should too. Craftsman's with an S connection.com. Um, what an amazing idea. One centralized location for everything in our DIY community, regardless of whether you make sweaters or you just sweat for a living. Awesome. That's awesome. Javier, love you. I got to meet him in Atlanta. Got to hug him. He's an amazing guy. Um, wow. And, and, and a lot of his videos, he's uh, he doesn't build vids and stuff, but he's there's a lot of business tips, too, because he ran a very successful business. So uh, he's a part of that whole scene of, of teaching the rest of us how to do what we love and make a few bucks at it. Awesome. But check it out. Craftsmansconnection.com. Okay, I'm done. Excellent. Okay, terrific. Did, did you go? Yeah. You did? Yeah, Joe. Oh, you're right, Joe. Why is it you two are always confused when I get done talking? I don't know. Yeah, that's probably a coincidence. Mm. Every week. <laughs> at this time yeah exactly um okay so our channels on instagram which i am actively growing so i'd really appreciate your support on uh twitter which whatever and youtube uh <laughs> i don't know i don't get it uh i am phil pinsky so please look out for that the link is in uh every week's show topic as well as the other two guys' stuff and check out makertechreviews.com uh, WilliamLutz.com for all things William Lutz or Bill, as we like to call him. Uh, thank you to Justin Sparks for that. And TimSway.net for a lot of stuff that's about Tim. Uh, thank you to Jason Payne for that. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, and to prove that I'm correct about the Baltic Birch Dimensions. Uh, you can either email us info <laughs> at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. And uh, iTunes reviews, we need them. We got them. We gotta have more of them. Please leave them. And Patreon, patreon.com, the absolute best way to help these three schmoes keep doing a podcast every single week. 
I, I would like to say real quick too, just uh, next week's topic, regardless of what we do, will be meat and potatoes. It will be a reclaimed, juicy topic. Sorry, guys, I didn't tell you I was going to say that. That's fine. I'm just going to edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I guess I guess have a good week or whatever. Yeah, I think that's happy. About uh, it. Let's see. Uh, happy Fourth of July yesterday when. This comes out, except for Patreon supporters, who will get to celebrate Reclaimed Audio's 82nd episode on the 4th of July. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. It's huge. Huge. Gentlemen, good evening. Be good. Bye, everybody.